How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. To Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award-winning Wendy's Big Show. Let's get ready to rock. Let's get ready to go. Get set. Ready. Get up. Hey. Let's get it on. The Wendy's Big Show. This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambeau Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. Wendy's Big Show, serving up hot and fresh. He's Sparky Pfeiffer today with you. Gary Ellison, Lloyd Butler, off doing a Packer event today, so they'll be back tomorrow. A.R. Adam Roberts, other side of the glass as executive producer. Earlier in the show, we said that uh, Adam uh, said that Kyler Murray has his deal. Uh, Pelissero, Tom Pelissero, NFL Network. Uh, Kyle, Kyler Murray's deal with Arizona a five-year, $230.5 million extension with the Cardinals will pay him $30 million in the first year, $69 million over the next two years, and $106.15 million over three years per source. Strong cash flow on a deal negotiated by Rock Nation Sports. I want to, uh, before we get into this uh, thing that Leroy wants to do and what he wants to bring uh, to the city of Milwaukee, an article in the Journal Sentinel today about it, before we get to that, I really want to touch on something here. So you see how much money that this team, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, are putting towards Kyler Murray, right? And then the story is out yesterday that Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, has been told he can seek a trade. Again, I'm pretty sure this has been the case the whole time, but either way. So now he's been told he can seek a trade. Fine. He's not exactly on a cheap deal either way. And now you have people going, well, if the Seattle Seahawks aren't interested, then clearly they're not trying to win. I saw Ross Tucker, who comes on this show all the time, our Odyssey NFL insider, tweet something along those lines today. And my my I didn't respond to him, but my response is simply, right, that's the correct play. Why would you want to go get a guy that is not going to make you significantly better enough to make a huge difference of you being able to win a Super Bowl. With Jimmy G, you are not winning a Super Bowl with the roster they have put together in Seattle. It's not happening. There's no chance that's happening. 
None. But if you stink, which is there is a good chance you may stink. If you stink and you don't have Jimmy G and all that money attached, now you can go draft one of those young stud quarterbacks and play through their rookie contract like they did with Russell Wilson and have that quarterback for a much longer period of time and be able to add around that quarterback financially while he's on his rookie deal. Why say, oh, no, no, I'm going to play for eight wins to go get Jimmy G. What? No. Nobody should do that. The only teams that should be even considering trading for Jimmy G at this point would be if somebody were to get hurt in an NFL training camp and the weapons are there, they just need somebody to kind of direct it. They've got game, you know, uh, game breakers on offense. You know, five-yard pass turns into an 80-yard score, whatever. Fine. Then that makes sense. Then I I get that. But if you're going to bring him into a situation where you don't have a ton around him anyhow, you have no chance. He's just not going to, he's not going to move a needle enough in order to push you over the top. Sorry. This is what happens when you leave me alone with a microphone. I'm going to have random thoughts. And when I saw that Kyler Murray number, the Jimmy G thing, uh, just popped right back into my head. So I wanted to address it while it was, it, while it was in my brain. Jake Kokorowski is going to join us uh, from the Wisconsin State Journal, Madison.com. Uh, he'll join us coming up here in about uh, 20, 25 minutes. But I want to talk about uh, this article in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Now, Leroy is not here today, but Leroy will be here tomorrow. So we can talk more about this tomorrow with him. Uh, the title of the article is When Leroy Butler Goes to Canada and Enter the Hall of Fame, he wants to talk about bringing the WNBA to Milwaukee. And this is based off of a tweet. Uh, a while ago, what, over a week ago, July 6th. I would love to own a WNBA franchise in Milwaukee. That would be fire. Hashtag goals. In the piece uh, written on the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel website, uh, Leroy says, quote, I want to explore getting some investors together. I'll be either a minority or majority owner. If I had the money, I'd do it myself. But these kind of things need to be done with a financial group and it has to be put together the right way. And he wants to have a group that would raise about $100 million to show the WNBA that Milwaukee is serious uh, about having a franchise. Besides Leroy, the idea of bringing a WNBA team to Milwaukee receives support from uh, WNBA players, uh, from the owner of the Milwaukee Aces, uh, who obviously is a professional team in the Women's Basketball Development Association, um, and uh, former Los Angeles Sparks assistant Bobby Kelsey, Uh, who is now the Milwaukee Public Schools Athletic Commissioner. So there are other people on board um, with Leroy that would like to see a WNBA team come to Milwaukee. More information for you. A two-team WNBA expansion by 2024. The top six cities with the best chance. Nashville, Oakland, Philly, Portland, San Francisco, Toronto. Um, And that was put out by W Slam. So that's Women's Slam. Uh, put out there. Some of the cities uh, that are those are the, those are the cities in consideration. Now, where does Milwaukee stack up against those? I don't know. Um, but my question is this: If you could add one pro sports league team to the area that isn't currently here, meaning in the state of Wisconsin, which league would you pick to have a team in? Okay. Which league would you want a team from that we currently don't have? So we currently don't have a WNBA team. We don't have an MLS team. We don't have an NHL team. So like what team from what league 
would you want to add here, whether it be an expansion team or an existing team, whatever. I don't, we don't need to get into the minutia of that. I'm just saying, what pro league that's not here in Wisconsin would you love to have a team here in Wisconsin somewhere so you'd be able to root for that team in that league that you watch already or you have interest in watching? Where would that be? I, I'm just, I'm kind of curious to see how many people are actually down with the WNBA coming to Milwaukee. I'm just, I'm curious. Uh, the Van Horn Direct Toll Free Talk Line, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Start your deal today at vanhornauto.com. You can also tweet us at Big Show Network. My thought on this WNBA thing has always been the same. I was always under the assumption, and obviously I'm wrong, uh, that I thought the Bucks ownership would invest into a WNBA team I thought we would have had a WNBA team by now, right? So if we have the Milwaukee Bucks, they'd be the Milwaukee Doe, right? Would that be the team? Wouldn't be the first time the Milwaukee Doe's have been in Milwaukee. There you go, Adam, the historian. Tell me about the other time, Adam. So for those who don't know, there was a female professional basketball team in Milwaukee from 1978 to 1980. They were called the Milwaukee Doe's in the Women's Professional Basketball League, the first female professional basketball league in the country. Uh, the Doe's had the distinction of being the first game in that league when they played the Chicago Hustle in December of 78. And that team was coached by one Larry Costello for their first season. Ah. And then he left in February of 80. The team folded that year and the league folded the year after that in 81. And now that it's going, uh, I would say rather well right now, the WA, WNBA is at this point. I uh, I guess my question just is like, a where are you gonna play them, and then I don't look up see what the um seating capacity rule is for a WNBA team. I guess I'm I'd be interested in knowing that, right? So could you put a WNBA team um, at Milwaukee Panther Arena? That would make sense to me because the seating capacity isn't as big. What is that eight nine thousand I think uh, at Milwaukee Panther Arena? So if you put them there. Um, I kind of get that to put him in like, say Fiserv, that does to me, like, there's just, I don't think there's any way you're going to be able to fill that anywhere close for the WNBA team. Would there be fans that would want to go and watch? Absolutely. Are there connections to Milwaukee? Absolutely. Right. You got, you've got, um, uh, players in the WNBA that obviously had success, uh, to in Milwaukee or Wisconsin area or whatever. So there is some connection. Is it enough to put 15,000 people in the seats? No chance. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. So in order to make this work, the venue itself would have to be smaller because you want the venue to feel like it's rocking. It's full. uh, Everybody's having a good time. You don't have a seat. You're missing out that type of thing. And it, it, it would not be an easy venture to own a WNBA team at this point, I don't think. Now, especially not in Milwaukee. Yes, AR. I don't have any numbers on minimum attendance, but I can tell you on average for all the teams in the league, it looks like the average attendance for games is somewhere around 4,800 to 5,000 people. Perfect. The Seattle Storm so- had like 10K. They kind of throw the numbers off. The Lynx in Minnesota, close by, they had about 7,000 fans on average per game. Yeah, so I mean, without knowing the rule, but if if there isn't a strict rule in place, Panther Arena would be perfect. There's eight or 9,000 people. I mean, if if 
if you get to the point where you're selling out WNBA games for two or three years in a row and you have to go get a bigger arena or have to move, that's a great problem to have. But I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm missing the boat on this one. Maybe, maybe there is enough love uh, that people would show up and do it. And again, to me, you know, Leroy's saying Milwaukee. Okay, fine. But what if you put it in Green Bay? Would it do better in Green Bay? Would it do better in Madison? Would it do better in Lacrosse? Would it do better in Wausau? Like, would there be different areas of the state where a WNBA team would do better than, say, just in Milwaukee? Mike in Germantown, you're next here on the Wendy's Big Show with me, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. What's up, Mike? Hey, Steve. Um, me, I, I don't see the the draw. I was surprised to hear the numbers he just read off. The you know, like what was it, seven thousand in Minneapolis? Ten thousand in Seattle, though. Man. Wow. Uh, yeah, I just me personally, I don't see the demand or the draw that you know. I I don't ever hear people in Milwaukee saying, "When are we going to get a WNBA team?" I am not a hockey fan, but I would just soon get an NHL team. I mean, I think it would be a bigger draw. I'm not against women's sports. I just, I've watched the WNBA a couple times in my life, and it's like watching paint dry for me. It really is. I'm sorry. It's not, you know, I know they're the best of the best for the women's side, but it's just, it's just not. I'd rather watch women's college basketball, to be quite honest with you. I just don't think it would go here. I don't, I don't, I like Leroy Butler, but I don't understand why he wants so I maybe he just wants to break in and own a team. Um, that's fine. And that's fine too. I just, personally, I don't think it's going to happen. It would we be. Get an NH- I hear you, Mike. Thanks for the call. The NHL thing, there's stuff involving the Blackhawks and so forth that I, I don't know if that would ever be allowed um, in Milwaukee one way or the other. I do remember when this whole Pfizer forum thing was going on, there were plenty of people. Uh, that would call in and tell us they would rather have an NHL team and the Bucs could go somewhere else, uh, and they didn't want the Bucs, um, and they want an NHL team. Now, if you think the Bucs are expensive, the NHL is also expensive, also uh, not a cheap ticket. If you go the NHL route, um, now you're talking about it would have to play at Pfizer Forum. Then you're talking about splitting um, splitting uh, the schedule as far as availability for bucks and hockey then you're talking about having less opportunities for concerts and music inside Pfizer forum for concerts and so forth going forward is that something the bucks would want to do would the bucks tell whoever the expansion group coming in is go build your own stadium we're not giving up dates in our stadium that may be the play by the bucks the bucks may say Nope, not happening here we are not giving up dates in our arena so if you want to have a Milwaukee hockey team you build an arena. Now, maybe they'd be willing to do it for a year or two until the arena is built. Maybe they, they would be willing to play ball from that aspect. But long-term, I can't imagine they'd be willing uh, to do that necessarily. Maybe they would. Uh, all right, so the question is this. If you could add one pro sports league team to the area that is currently not here, which league would you pick to have a team in? So uh, MLS, WNBA, NHL, those are some of them. The Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, 855 855- 833 I came and talk 855-830-8648 855-830-8648 start your deal today at vanhornauto.com tweet us at big show network border to border the big show radio network
Show, serving up hot and fresh. D. Sparky Pfeiffer. A.R. Adam Roberts, other side of the glass. Wendy's Summer Strawberry Chicken Salad is back, and it's the event of the summer featuring freshly prepared ingredients. A mix of salad greens, grilled chicken, oven-baked crispy applewood smoked bacon, candied almonds, Italian cheese blend, and to top it all off, fresh summer strawberries. All beautifully tossed together and served with a side of sweet champagne vinaigrette only at Wendy's. Don't miss the fan favorite, the summer strawberry chicken salad. Choose wisely and choose Wendy's. I'm asking you, if you get a one pro sports league team to the area that isn't currently here, which league would you pick to have a team in? Leroy Butler in an article in the Journal Sentinel saying that he has interest in owning a WNBA team with an investor group here at some point in the future. And that's what got us uh, to this topic. Ram, north side of Milwaukee, you're up next on the Wendy's Big Show. What's up, Ram? Hey, what's going on, Sparky? What do you go? What do you know? I'm going to say WNBA and call the Milwaukee Lady Reindeers. Um, you know what, Sparky? I'll say this. I'm going to say basketball probably is number two in the world behind soccer. But I don't think it's nothing even close, especially when you look at the way the NBA has spread into Europe and Africa and places like that. Sure. And then the other thing, that wish, now nah, I'm not telling you what to do on your show, but we have six players that's in the WNBA and um, NBA that's from Milwaukee. Yep. I never hear nobody talking about it. No, you're right. And, 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 and they're playing. They're not just like guys that's on the end of the bench, 10th, 11th, 12th, man. And Arike. Uh, uh, She's one of them. Or, I think that would be interested in, in being a part of a group. She's high, she probably the, the highest most profile. And I want to know why women are not being promoted in the WM. And I watch WNBA guys, and you know, you hear all the chauvinistic stuff from guys about basketball. But if you like the sport, should be able to respect it on both sides. Let's see that, but that's the thing, though. I mean, how many people do you? Well, I don't know how many people you know, but I can tell you for certain on my side of the world that will not go watch high school sports because it's not the NFL. Don't care about college sports because it's not crazy, the Mark. because it's not the pros. That wait, the wait, wait, the, wait, wait. the product this. isn't as good as the pros. Okay. So why bother watching? But if you a parent who have children, you see it different. Agreed. If you coach, you see different. Sure. But the, yes. The fan, the casual fan, who who don't have children or have never coached, they're they're not. They see it different than the person who's in the mix. Right, but you need those casual fans in order to drive ticket sales, in order to drive TV ratings. Drive That's sales. why the NFL is so. Why NFL is king? Because they get those people tuning in every Sunday. Well, it's I don't know. NFL is a little different animal because you got to remember, like when the NBA took a lot of the games off of regular TV. And with the cable, they lost a lot of people. But, you know, on the weekend, it's Fox. Fox, 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 Fox. And they, it's, it's there. So it's hard not to say, well, I'm going to leave church early and I'm going to watch Packers. And people do that. You sure know. they do. People I, wear it, Packer it, jerseys it, to church, for God's sakes. Look, look, real quick. And you know the pastors, the pastors and ministers of these churches do not try to compete with that. Nope. If they know they got a late game, they're going to teach at 12. If they got an early game, they're coming in at 10. Right. And they're they wrapping it up in 90 minutes. Yep, no yeah, doubt. I say WNBA. All right, Ram, thanks for the call. So he says WNBA. Um, I mean, I get it. Now, now again, right? I mean, we haven't asked AR, because I'm pretty sure I know AR is going to say NHL. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, well, you're a huge well, NHL guy more than anybody else at the station. Yes, comma, but. There's a I but? Would, yes, there is. And I would 
go to Twitter because right now the overwhelming response to us on Twitter at Big Show Network has been NHL, NHL, got to have a hockey team. We've had a few MLS. I saw uh, Zinzola said PGA Tour stop that isn't conflicting with a major tournament, which is another good Joe point. Zinzola? Yes. Oh, old host here on uh, on this very network. Okay. Yep. So he said PGA Tour stop that doesn't conflict with a major. Sure. Which I agree. That would be very nice. Yep. My thought on the NHL is, and I talked with you during the break, I found an old article about the Pettit family trying to bring an expansion team here in 1990. Sure. At this rate, it's probably going to have to be expansion if it's the NHL because all of these other teams, Western Conference, Eastern Conference, doesn't matter where it is, they're trying to lock themselves in. The like Most recently, Ottawa in uh, Canada, capital city of the country, mind you, Imagine a Washington, D.C. Sure. team trying to head out of town. Would never happen. Ottawa is one of the most financially strapped teams in the entire NHL. Their owner just passed away recently, but they're locking in. They're not going anywhere. There's a new team in Vegas. They've been thriving, but it's Vegas. Of course it's going to initially thrive. We'll see long-term this and the whole Raiders venture. I'm a little skeptical that they'll be consistently thriving. Uh, I think it's just very up and down. Now, as far as Milwaukee and NHL hockey goes. We've got a hockey team in Milwaukee. Yeah, and I understand right. that it's not the NHL, but the fact is they're playing teams in Chicago. They're playing teams in Texas and all across the country. They're traveling and they're the next best thing to an NHL team. And every time I bring up the Admirals outside of this station, it's always, well, I'd go to their games, but it's not NHL hockey. Well, it's pretty damn close. I mean, those guys are a call away from going up to the Predators. Now, again, now see, right. And, and now th- let me take it from there. Go so ahead. Th- this is my thing. I-, I don't watch the NHL. I'm not a big NHL guy. But uh, a couple of years back, I don't know how long it's been now, the Predators got going in the playoffs. I-, I saw pretty much everybody play on that team when they were with the Admirals because I love going to Admirals games with a family. So I I had a rooting interest, and then people were all over me. Oh, Sparky, you're all you're just hopping on now for the playoffs. You're really not a fan. Fine, whatever. But I saw those guys play Milwaukee for the Admirals. The Predators were doing well, so I hopped on. I started watching the Predators uh, in the playoffs because I was rooting for the guys that were on the Admirals. See, that's the thing that I wish people got and understood more, right? So whether it's the Admirals uh, or whether it's uh, the Timber Rattlers in uh, in Appleton uh, or wherever, if you have this opportunity to have a farm system to a pro team, it's awesome because you get to see them at their early stages and then when they get to the pros it's like yeah man i watched him here it's all a bunch that, that it's just such a cool deal and then well, from his standpoint uh, adam's standpoint about the admirals i always say affordable family fun like you're not you're not going to find a better value in my opinion um as far as what you are with admirals hockey my, my take uh, it's up to you i, I i'm specifically saying uh, from if you have a family of kids and so forth, like they're entertained because there's always movement with the puck and stuff. They're doing stuff all the time in the stands. Um, so, yeah, missing out if you ain't checking out the Admirals. By the way, they start up again uh, in October. Uh, if you want to check out the Admirals website for that schedule release coming up here uh, this afternoon as well. AJ, South Side of Milwaukee, you're next on the Wendy's Big Show. What's up, AJ? Hey, what's up? We need an MLS team. I'll tell you why. Look what happened at at Ampham uh, Park. You had those those soccer heads. It sold out at Lambeau Field. The rivalry between 
Chicago Fire, everything points to soccer. If, if they're really going to build that stadium, we need to add seats. We need to go all in, and it would just be a great environment downtown. You would have the Pfizer Forum in the winter, and then you'd have pro soccer downtown during the, during the summer months. Yeah, the problem is that stadium, like AJ, like you said, that stadium is way too small for MLS requirements. So they would have to build a whole nother stadium in order to get an MLS team, probably. Uh, if I had my choice, AJ, I would be with you. I would love to see uh, an MLS uh, team in Milwaukee. That that would be where I would go uh, as well. Thanks for the call. Um, even women's professional soccer, that's a lot of fun. I've been down and saw the Chicago Stars play. Uh, that's a lot of fun as well because in that league specifically – the women's soccer league, you got a lot of these Olympians spread out all over all over these teams. With the MLS, it's not as much like that because you got a lot of these guys playing club soccer uh, in Europe, so you don't get as much of that. But now the MLS apparently is becoming the old folk home for these guys that were stars uh, overseas at the end of their career to come over here and play at the end uh, and wrap it up in the MLS, which I think is fine because you're going to sell tickets and people are going to want to see these guys. Uh, without question. All right, take a quick time out. Coming up next, Jake Kokorowski, Wisconsin State Journal, Madison.com. Uh, talk about Badgers recruiting. I don't feel like it's going really well, but we'll see what Jake says. That's next here on the Wendy's Big Show. Wisconsin wide, the Big Show Radio Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Brittany's Big Show, serving up hot and fresh, live from the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Don't forget, get that strawberry frosty right now. Time to enjoy yourself is built in. They're so rich, creamy, and that strawberry taste. Yummy. And a straw just won't cut it. So, is it frosty time yet? And by that, we mean is it time for a moment with just you and your frosty and back and doing whatever goes best with the best treat of the summer. These strawberry frosty treats are going fast. So when it's time for frosty time, choose wise, choose Wendy's limited time only, which means this thing could end tomorrow for all I know. And then you are going to have the regret the rest of your life that you didn't try the strawberry frosty. Joining us now, he is Jake Kokorowski, Wisconsin State Journal, Madison.com. Follow him on Twitter at Jake Coco. He's on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider's hiring drivers right now. For more info, call him 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Hello, Jake. How are you? Good, man. Good hearing from you. Thanks for having me on. And uh, we are one week away from Big Ten, or less than one week away from Big Ten Media Days. It's crazy, man. Um, I'd like to know what is going on with Badgers recruiting. I don't feel like I'm having a lot of positive uh, vibes or positive energy coming from the recruiting season this year. Uh, And the latest thing that wasn't positive was a guy that they seemingly had all their eggs in the basket of was linebacker Tackett Curtis, who uh, decided he'd rather play at USC, which isn't all that surprising necessarily. Uh, But I'm starting to get a little bit concerned here on missing guys. Uh, Your thoughts on what happened with Tackett Curtis? Right. And, you know, it was just kind of backing up and just kind of talking about the recruiting class. You know, Wisconsin's at 13 verbal commitments for this 2023 class. How many five stars? Uh, rough, uh, no five stars, no five stars. Uh, which, you know, you don't ever say that. You don't necessarily see that a lot with Wisconsin. I mean, no one was the last one for the about, 2021. Class. What about four stars? Uh, uh, four star. It depends upon what you have with when it comes to. Wisconsin, when it's uh, or when it comes to the, I say the the recruiting rankings or the services for that matter, you have a four-star running back in Jacquez Keys from Ironton, Ohio, who's a four-star talent according to rivals. And then on the flip side, twenty-four-seven Sports has uh, it's a four-star cornerback from Marietta, Georgia, in Jace Arnold, which. As a spoiler, I'll have an article up on hopefully later this week or this weekend on uh, regarding him and kind of our five things to know about that, uh, about his uh, commitment and other things. So, you know, those are the two that that stand out uh, in terms of the class. But you mentioned it, Sparky, you know, it's it's been kind of a rough go. But they they had a really good May, uh, a really good June, 
and picking up, you know, 12 of their 13 commitments came in those two months. And then it, uh, it, it's been a rough July. Uh, you mentioned Tackett Curtis, who picked USC over Ohio State and Wisconsin. So it wasn't just the Badgers as Ohio State. It was a, you know, highly, con- it seems like a highly contested, uh, you know, recruiting battle. And he took official visits to all three schools uh, reportedly. And then uh, he also, the other positions you're looking at they didn't land a quarterback uh from south dakota leaking kindholds they didn't uh on top of that uh that same day that tackett curtis committed to usc four-star offensive lineman joe crocker he's a four-star kid by rivals committed to mississippi state and they've had you know mississippi state has had success of land you know having highly touted offensive linemen go to the nfl and then but even with that uh, a safety uh khalil tate from Illinois, you know, committed to Iowa uh, as well. So, and then on top of that too, they're one of the tight end targets that they had, uh, Zach Oatworth also committed to the Hawkeyes. So it, it's been a rough stretch for Wisconsin after a, a pretty hot May and a, you know, sizzling June, I'd say, but you know, I say it is uh, with, with Turk Curtis, it's uh, you've seen the reports that they, you know, going back, you know, that, Bobby April, the third, the outside linebackers coach for Wisconsin and, uh, you know, and the staff, you know, really, you know, recruited him hard. And uh, when you're going up against programs like USC, Ohio State, you know, you're not going to win them all. Uh, But, you know, they also put, in my, you know, from what I've read and what's been reported, it sounds like they, they, you know, tried their best on that. And they do have one outside linebacker for this class too. It's uh, from the Pittsburgh area and Jordan Mayer, who I believe right now, if I'm not mistaken, plays defensive end, uh, but he's predicted to play out on the edge. And, and, you know, he's a high three-star kid that I think uh, will be interesting to watch going forward too. But yeah, I mean, it it stings and it's been a a rough July and it, it will be interesting to see just what happens going forward for this recruiting class. How much of this has to do with Saeed Khalif not being there and took Jensen Gebhardt with him. Um, over to Michigan State, um, and now you have this new regime in there trying to run uh, run it the best they can. Uh, does do you look at this and, and think one uh, ties into the other as far as their struggles right now? Uh, in terms of tactics specifically, no, uh, just because I think uh, Bobby April is a fantastic recruiter for Wisconsin. He's not just a – he doesn't just, you know – develop players uh once he gets there i think he's a great recruiter i think you know i think for folks just as a preview for the outside linebacker group uh, i think it's going to be really interesting to see how deep they are this year because i think there's so much talent and i think that position group really shined during spring practices so we'll see how that carries over uh you know but i i do think you know with, with recruiting overall they you know mickey turner is the the head of wisconsin's recruiting endeavors now i do feel that and now they have a full staff, they, they're going to be able to recruit better uh, in terms of, and then also I think, uh, you know, I think the next, you know, 2024 class, they've, uh, you've seen them, you know, build more communications up with that next recruiting cycle too. So I think what they, who they have in place right now, uh, I think is going to help them for future classes. Uh, but, you know, I will say it, the 2023 class, it's, and for that matter, I'll back up and say too that I think what the staff has done in terms of, and we wrote about this last month, Colton Bartholomew and I discussed about it, you know, that the 
staff and, and whatnot, they've been able to sell recruits relatively quickly in terms of offers to commitments. There's one player, Justin Taylor from uh, LaGrange Park, Illinois, just across the state border, who, you know, was starting to get, you know, this building a relationship early on in the, the evaluation period this spring. He gets an offer on May 11th. Two days later, he commits. And so they've been, they're able to build good rapport and relationships with, with recruits quickly. Uh, and, you know, but it is tough with this recruiting class where if you don't have a, a fully staffed department, uh, you know, did it affect it? Uh, you know, from the outside looking in maybe, and, but, you know, I'm also not on the, uh, you know, not on the inside scene, you know, how they work through things as well. So it is, uh, I think going forward, I think they have the pieces in place to, to recruit, and, and also, though, to one thing to, for people to remember with recruiting, you know, Wisconsin's always kind of at a disadvantage geography wise and, and getting players to Madison is almost half the battle to see. And you, you hear players talking about, uh, you know, I, I remember, you know, when I was at Badger Blitz or other places, uh, you know, or you read other articles, you know, they talk about just oh, how Madison surprised them and, uh, you know, how the city surprised you know, and whatnot, you know, them overall. So I think. That also plays a role where, you know, Wisconsin, it's always hard to recruit to get up here. Once they get to Madison, then the staff can show what they can do, you know, what, what the city's about, what the facilities are about, what the program's about, too. When we talk about uh, this Badger football team and Badger media days and all that stuff, uh, Graham Mertz, I got to tell you, man, I, I don't think I'm trying Graham Mertz out for anything at this point. Because, I mean, that that is kind of where the spotlight is on this program right now. Um, and... So when you look at his numbers with a clean pocket versus pressure, you look at his interceptions, they mostly came from a clean pocket, wasn't even with pressure uh, on him necessarily. The numbers weren't pretty last year uh, for Graham Mertz, and I just don't know if you look at this, even with a new offensive coordinator, and think that there's going to be some gigantic leap made for Graham Mertz from last year to this upcoming season. I think, you know, I've said this before. I think I've said it on this show and other shows too, but I still think Mertz can be a standout power five quarterback. You know, he can, the physical attributes, he can make every throw you want to, uh, that you want a power five quarterback to make uh, and whatnot. I mean, like you watch a, a deep out that he throws, it's right on the money ball placements there, the accuracy and the, the arm strength, or what do you want to say, call it the, the arm speed, arm talent is there. You know, it's, for him, it's the key is going to be consistency this year and just building off of that. You saw it towards the end of last year, right, where the last four or five games outside of the Minnesota game, he – he started to build off of that. You're starting to see the throws. The interceptions were down. He was, they were able to make throws. Granted, oh, was the competition great? Not necessarily, but they still made strides that way. Uh, you can even go back to that, you know, the last two drives of the, the first half against Michigan early on in the year where he put together, you know, some good plays there. So, uh, but for me, you know, it will be consistency. And, you know, in the spring, I thought he he looked okay, you know, for the most part, and looked solid. There were a few practices that, you know, where consistency again played a role. Where you know there are a couple of overthrows uh, on particular practices, but you know I also thought he aired it out at times and made plays too. And so, like I said the big thing will be just consistency and for him, and we'll be able to talk to him next week during Big Ten Media Days about you know, how he feels he's grown and, and go from there. But it, you know, what's behind him, you have Chase Wolf, who I think the last two weeks of spring ball uh, looked solid, uh, but, you know, but the other two, you know, Deacon Hill and, and Miles Burkett, uh, you know, they're still learning and whatnot too. Miles Burkett just came, you know, from Franklin, by the way, uh, came, uh, you know, and it was his first spring and 
from what we saw in open practices, got limited reps uh, during team drills, like very limited reps. And Deacon Hill, he's got the arm, but it's all, he's also saying he's working on ball placement. Uh, and in my, from watching him, it looked like he needs to work maybe, this is my opinion, I'm not a quarterback coach, but it looked like he needed a little bit of, and to work on some touch here and there. So uh, I think, you know, Wisconsin is going to roll with Mertz. And I, you know, I, again, I think with, who they have, and they'll have to replace Jake Ferguson and Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor in that passing game. But I think Chimri DK from Waukesha North, I think he'll break out this year and be the number one. He's already the leader of that room. But you also have, I'd say, four other players in that room, and Keontes Lewis, Skylar Bell, Marcus Allen, and Dean Ingram, who's transitioning from cornerback. I think, you know, there's talent in that room. It's inexperienced, you know, in terms of games played, but I think there is talent there that they can make some things happen. We'll see just what type of offense Bobby Ingram, you know, what type of passing schemes change because of Bobby Ingram's influence now, uh, you know, with him coming from the NFL. I uh, got one more for you. We only got like three minutes here, but is the expectation yeah. that Miles Burkett gets redshirted then? I mean, I would, I would think so right now, uh, just because of who's be, who's in front of them. You know, you have Graham Burks, who's a two-year starter. Chase Wolf, you know, got the number most for the most part the number two reps in the spring. You know, Deacon Hill got some more. You know, got, got I'd say got I won't, I won't say significant reps, but he got a good amount of a decent amount of reps. Uh, and then Burkett was the one you know who would get maybe one or two reps here and there from what I saw during. And this is during like the team 11 on 11 reps, so they have different periods during the spring ball. So I would assume so, uh, unless something drastic changes, which. I, I don't foresee happening at the moment, but yeah, I would, I would, you know, I would, I would guess that he would continue to learn, you know, more and more and there's fall camp coming up too, but I would foresee him, you know, learning more in his first year uh, heading into the spring next year. Jake Kogorowski, Wisconsin state journal, medicine.com covers your Wisconsin Badgers. Follow him on Twitter at Jake Coco. Jake, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Whenever you need me, let me know. You betcha. Take care. There he is, Jake Kokorowski on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider's hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. I am uh, I am keeping my eye on this Badger recruiting thing because you all know I love I love this stuff. So I'm all about it. But when Saeed left to go to Michigan State, I, I had big, big questions and issues with what that whole thing is. Big questions. So... From that perspective, now you come back this full season, really, where you have your new regime put in place from over the winter, and you're missing on guys left and right. Yeah, I I am uh, a little bit concerned about where we're headed here with the Badgers recruiting uh, situation. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh, live from the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University is now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Just got a press release from the Green Bay Packers. Packers preparing for Monday's annual meeting of shareholders. The Packers are preparing for several thousand Packers shareholders and guests who have requested tickets to the organization's annual meeting set for Monday July 25th at 11 a.m. at Lambeau Field. I, uh, I'm trying to figure out the draw to this. Like, what, what is the, the draw of why you go? 
mean, we're on WDUZ in Green Bay. We're, uh, I'm sure there are a bunch of shareholders, would be my guess. But what what is the draw to take off work, because that's what you're going to do here, unless you have an extended lunch maybe at 11 o'clock on Monday, but to take off work, uh, and if you're coming from around the state, right, uh, Viroqua, Platteville, wherever you're you're driving from, uh, to go all the way over to Lambeau uh, to sit in and, and hear whatever it is that they're going to tell you about, man, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Do, do you understand it? As a uh, totally not shareholder for the team, I feel inclined to offer my opinions. Uh, no, I do not understand it at all, especially because these meetings are held in late July. It's been deathly warm out for the last week or so. It's not stopping anytime to, uh, soon. No, no, that's not true. I oh. just I just saw a thing from Fox 6 in Milwaukee. There's an article up that Sunday into Monday, it's supposed to cool off for the next several days after that. Oh, well, how perfectly timed. Correct. How convenient. Hey, that, God's a Packers fan. I don't know why why you want to argue with me about this. But also, I, sun, weather aside, I can't really see why I would want to go out and sit for a number of hours just to hear some numbers and then politely clap and then raise my hand for something that really you know, honestly doesn't matter. All I don't, much. I don't want to be greedy, but since I'm not a shareholder, I will be uh-huh. like, they, they should give them something like don't anybody they get, that like, comes, like they should get something. Don't they get like a special time to go into the Packers pro store and buy shareholders merch? I think Bart said something about that a while ago. It's going to be there. There's stuff's going to be open, but is there special shareholder merchandise? I says, thought there was shareholder that you get like why why couldn't they all get like shareholder t-shirts when they show up or shareholder hats like make it official packer shareholder uh a cap that you can wear i don't know that's Mm -hmm. just my thoughts back after this how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.